You are Locked On Indians, your daily Cleveland Indians podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone. It is another rough night for Indians fans. Uh, the almost unshakable Brad Hand this year uh, implodes in the ninth, and the Indians lose this one. Uh, eventually, a pitcher is going to have a bad outing. That is unavoidable. Brad Hand, though, had one that was, uh, <laughs> he entered the game, let's put it this way, with his ERA being 1.05. It had snuck just a hair short th- north of 1. Uh, after this game, it jumped to 2.36. He more than doubled his ERA just in this one performance today. Um, he had given up, he is, as of now, he, uh, he had given up four runs total uh, before this game. He gave up five tonight. Uh, you can just kind of, any way you cut it, um, this one game uh, was more offense than every other outing combined. Uh, Sure, yeah, the other ones have things like more hits and stuff like that, but when you get down to the core of it, uh, you know, and it's going to happen. He is still having a great year. He is still 100% worthy of being an all-star, but... uh, my bigger question is, when he comes into a game like this, the Indians are facing a, a not-great team. Let's just be honest about that. The Royals are one of the worst teams in baseball this year, and he's coming in to face this lineup. And they go double-single-single. Single. Is there, you know, I understand it's hard to get someone up and ready to go. But... At that point, you've uh, they've got to run across. Instead of being a three-run lead, it's a two-run lead. I'm, I would at least have someone up because it's clear that things are not working. Another single loads the bases, and there is no way with the bases loaded I let him face Hunter Dozier. Um, when you look at the Royals as a team this year, they're, uh, I mean, they've had... They're bad, but uh, yes, Jorge Solhor has hit a lot of home runs. He's in the top uh, players in home runs uh, in the American League, but uh, that's about all he's done this year. Uh, you know, it's it's all slugging. He's uh, he's low average, uh, doesn't walk a ton. You know, whatever. Hunter Dozier has been the far and away most productive hitter in this lineup. He is the most dangerous hitter the Royals have. You have a pitcher who is struggling, and uh, you have a righty on the mound. Your closer is a lefty. There is no world in which uh, Brad Hand should be still out there to face Hunter Dozier in that situation. Um, There's no way. Uh, I don't understand the logic. I don't understand. You know, you send out your pitching coach when uh, earlier on, to you know, give your guys some more time to warm up. You have the options. I'm not going to leave a pitcher out there. Sometimes a guy just doesn't have it, and there is nothing wrong with that. It happens. But to just abandon uh, your closer out there, uh, it's it's another bad decision by Terry Francona, uh, which is just what we've seen this entire year. So I've mentioned before the uh, the fun stat WRC plus it is stands for runs created, um, and Hunter Dozier leads 
the Royals with a 152. Now, if you're curious about how that stacks up against, you know, every other player in baseball, I'm going to apologize because I'm having some problems with I, my mouse there as I pull that up for you. So 152 is phenomenal. He is having a phenomenal year. A 152 overall, it would place as Hunter Dozier approximately, now he has missed some time with injury, he would be eighth in baseball. That's right. So you have the guy who so far this year in terms of his whole, whole total production is the eighth best hitter in baseball. And that is the man you're going to leave the left-handed closer to face this right-hander with the bases loaded when your closer obviously doesn't have it together today. Explain the logic. I'll wait because there isn't one. That's another bad call in a series of bad calls. And yes, Brad Hand um, definitely takes some blame for the loss, but Terry Francona should equally be taking blame for not managing, sitting back and just, well, he's the closer, I'm going to leave him in there. It's outdated thinking, and um, the Indians lose to a bad team because of it. Interesting enough, if Hunter Dozier had enough at-bats, um, I said he'd be eighth. Uh, the second half of this show, I'm going to uh, just stay with me here. It's going to be a bit of a Carlos Santana appreciation night. The Carlos Santana is currently 8th in WRC Plus at a 147. He is tied with Dan Vogelbach of the Mariners. And I'll get into the names ahead of him. But, uh, yeah, so uh, Santana, if Dozier had enough at bat, Santana would be ninth. Dozier would be 8th. And, again, we'll get into more Santana later. But let's just, um, you know, talk a little bit more about a disappointing loss. The Indians were lucky to pull off the win yesterday in extra innings. Uh, Jason Kipnis with his uh, phenomenal performance, the walk-off win. He has played so much better of late. It has been such a boon for the Indians um, to have him producing. But uh, they stole one last night. Maybe they shouldn't have won, and they gave one away today. They should have. So I guess it balances, but at the same time, this is... Uh, a team looking well on its way to a top three pick, and this is the teams you should be uh, you should be sweeping, especially when you have you know when Mike Freeman hits a home run, that's a really good sign. A four home run game. Uh, Lindor has two doubles. Again, though, you're like six extra base hits, four home runs, only six runs. Um, they had eleven hits. Just think about that again. Eleven hits, four home runs, six extra base hits, six runs. So they're still struggling to uh, to kind of string things together and have the big inning. Carlos Santana hit his team leading 18th home run of the year. Mike Freeman hit his second home run uh, this year, and then you got Roberto Perez with 14, who's second on the team, and Taylor Naquin who hit his fifth. As I mentioned, Lindor had two doubles, taking him up to 14. Two hits for Mercado. Uh, Kipnis just had one walk, scored a run, but I'm I'm going to leave him be because he's played so well. Jose Ramirez just having a very Jose Ramirez line, one for four. Um, does raise his average, though. Bobby Bradley 0 for 4 with two Ks, and that's what I've warned. We're going to see a lot of box scores like that with him, and then you'll see a lot of box scores with, like, two for four with a home run and a double, and then you're going to see, like, 0 for five with four strikeouts. Like, that is going to be, he's going to be feast or famine. Uh, Naquin, I mean, a home run plus two, uh, no, he didn't walk, what am I saying? Just a home run, whatever, that's great. Two hits for Perez. I still don't know why they're insisting on hitting him eighth in the lineup. 
there is not a reason to have Roberto Perez hitting eighth in this lineup. He's been really productive. I mean, one can I, Ramirez and Kipnis. Like I said, I promised to laugh Kipnis, but just on what we've seen this year, there's no reason to have Kipnis and Ramirez ahead of Perez. Frankly, with the way Mike Freeman has performed, um, which is, you know, I I doubted him, but he has performed quite well this year. You could make a case for him being ahead of those two. I mean, Jose Ramirez should be hitting ninth. That's just it. Um, Mike Freeman, now with, a, you know, I mentioned that second home run of the night, uh, that he has uh, doubled his uh, career home run total this year. With He entered the year with two, and he's hit two. But, I mean, on the whole, you're looking at a guy with a 789 OPS, a 380 on base percentage. Uh, you know, there's there's almost no pop there, but he, uh, you know, he's making good contact, and he walks at a, a pretty good— he's doing what the Indians thought Max Morhoff would be able to do, which is walking at a really solid percentage and being able to handle multiple positions. So, uh, I mean, Freeman has been, I don't want to say a revelation because it's limited sample size. It's an older guy. Um, I really thought it was a dumb move adding him, and he has been fantastic. So uh, I was the dumb one. I can uh, uh, admit to that. But going back into this game, uh, lineup construction is is still a massive issue. Uh, That hurts this team. This team should have more runs. You know, imagine if Roberto Perez is higher in the lineup. There's better chance for guys in front of him to uh, when he hits the ball out. Uh, it's you know it's just the the lineup construction is horrible. The handling of pitching. So one of the reasons why they were stuck with hand essentially is so Bieber has a strong performance. I love that he didn't give up a home run. He pitched well. You bring in Tyler Olson, faces one guy, gives up a hit. Adam Simber, two guys. I'm sorry, three hitters gives up one hit. Oliver Perez, two hitters, hold. Tyler Clippard. So Beaver went into the sixth, and here we are. We have I've mentioned one, two, three, four pitchers before you get to the closer. Um, it's just the overkill of the pen at this point. So Clippard goes uh, one and a third innings, helps them balance it out. And then Hand comes in. He has a rough game. Again, I'm going to be an apologist for Hand in this situation. And then eventually Nick Goody comes in and strikes out uh, the three batters he faces. Uh, Phenomenal outing for him. But, I I mean, why? Why all of this? Um, If Tyler Olsen is just going to be a loogie for you, he can't be on the team. You can't, no team can carry two loogies at there's points where they've essentially been carrying three with Olsen, Perez, and they've called up Smith. And this is just because, I mean, if Tito had his way, there wouldn't be any bats on the bench and he would just have, you know, uh, 16 pitchers. He rides the pen. And, and it's not the worst thing to have a quick trigger to go to the pen. The Indians have a good pen. It's actually a good thing. But the way the pen is currently set up, uh, I mean, I don't. You, there was a point in time where Olson looked like he could be effective against lefties and righties. At that point in the game, you know, see, don't just one hit and he's out. And now we're gonna go get Simber to face two guys. They have to, you know, it's all of this set up for hand to blow it. But again, bad lineup construction, bad pen usage. Uh, yes, 
Brad Hand gave up the runs that cost the Indians the game. Terry Francona set the Indians up in a situation for them to lose, and uh, that's been a continued issue for them all year, as Terry Francona is setting the Indians up to lose. And now is a good time for a word from our sponsors. First up is Hotels.com, .com website or app. Uh, they will tell you the places you should not go to. They will show you the best deals. They will save you time and money. Uh, you want to go there because that is their whole model. They are going to make it easier on you and save you money so you go back to them. I uh, use them. You should use them. Our other sponsor is BlueChew.com. It is the little blue pill, like Viagra or Cialis, same active ingredients. But since it's chewable, it gets your bloodstream quicker and makes you ready to go quicker. If you go over to bluechew.com, use the promo code MLB, you can try it for free. You're just going to have to pay the 5 bucks for shipping. This is your chance. If you've ever been curious, you want to see what it's like, get discreetly mailed to your door. You're just going to pay that 5 bucks in shipping, and you can see what all the hype is about. Remember, it's bluechew.com, promo code MLB. Hey, and we're back. I want to thank everyone who is listening, rating, reviewing. Um, again, I'm trying to be more cognizant of keeping the mic very close to my mouth to work on volume. So I mentioned uh, I kind of want to make this a bit of Carlos Santana appreciation night. Uh, part of the reason is he hit his team-leading 18th home run. Another part of the reason is also announced he's going to hit in the home run derby. Uh, hopefully he won't. Uh, that's one of those curses I do believe in because... For a lot of players, they seem to kind of sell out for the home run, and then their swing gets all janky, and they're not the same guy afterwards. So hopefully we don't see that with Santana, who's you know, in the middle of a career year. I mentioned before that uh, you know, he's one of the, he has the eighth best uh, runs creation currently in all of baseball, regardless, regardless of position. The names of Hedaham, if you're curious, uh, Cody Bellinger, which shouldn't be a surprise if you're watching. Uh, Christian Yelich, again, no surprise. Mike Trout, you know, and, and those three are head and shoulders ahead of everyone else. Your next group is Pete Alonso, um, the Mets rookie sensation, then Anthony Rendon, Rendon over at the Nationals, Josh Bell of the Pirates, who might be a surprise. Um, always a good hitter, always talked about someday he might hit for power and he's doing it this year freddie freeman of the braves is always in that discussion then come santana and dan vogelbach who good on vogelbach he's kept hitting in the minors finally got his opportunity you know he's he's the quote-unquote bad body guy and uh he's performing and he's walking at an obscene rate of uh 18 percent so th there's some things there that uh you know, you probably want to make him just a DH and move on, and that's part of the reason the uh, the Mariners were so quick to pay a lot of Encarnacion salary and just trade him away in spite of him uh, leading the American League in home runs. But, uh, yeah, he's at, he's there at 9, Bregman's 10th. You go further down this list. Michael Brantley is 17th. That might sting a bit. Jeff McNeil, who I'd love to pry away from the Mets somehow with all of their disaster and all the things he does well. Uh, he's sitting there at 20th. Yasmani uh, Grandal, who the you know the Brewers signed this year, 29th. Uh, one of the few really good uh, off-season signings. It's Brantley and Grandal have worked out, and almost everyone else just really isn't performing as hoped. 
Um, I, I think you could also make the case. I mean, Mustakas is 23rd, and he was a free agent re-signing by the Brewers, so that was a, a strong get by the them. Uh, the Brewers kind of won free agency. I don't think you can really look at it any other way. And uh, I also have to mention Katil Marte with the Diamondbacks, another name you might not have uh, expected. 20 home runs at this point, though. Uh, high batting average, you know, one of those high-level producers. Tommy Pham, that still hurts because... Uh, Man, I I still don't know how Tampa got him for nothing. And, you know, Michael Conforto is out there as well at 27. Uh, if you're paying attention this offseason, I was like, I would trade Cooper or Bauer to the Mets and try to get Conforto and McNeil because they're loaded with bats. And then they went out and added more bats. And that was kind of one of my dream trades. Um, still would be a dream trade at this point. But you might notice we don't have another Indian yet as we go down. Uh, Hunter Renfro, another guy who was rumored to the Indians, is sitting there at 32nd. Uh, DJ uh, LeMahieu with the Yanks, 35th, a great free agent signing. Some old friends alerts uh, as we go down. 37th, Shin Chu Chu. Uh, horrible contract, which is why there's no talk of him being traded. Yandy Diaz sitting there at 39. Come down, uh, Edwin Encarnacion at 42. And... Yeah, again, still not another Indian. Now, part of this is the fact that uh, uh, Lindor doesn't qualify because of the time he missed. But enough about this. Let's get back to appreciating the man that is Carlos Santana, who has been the Indians' best hitter far and away this year. By the uh, WRC Plus rating, he is the fourth most productive first baseman. Oh, that's not true. I don't have it organized correctly. He is, yeah, he is the fourth best first baseman uh, behind Alonzo, Bell, and Freeman. Vogelbach, Mancini, and Hoskins are the next grouping. If you just want to look at uh, some of the basic stuff, like walk percentage, he is currently second to Vogelbach, Justin Smoke, and Reese Hoskins right behind him. We're going to pull up uh, home runs. So as we do that, he is currently sitting there. He's a little bit lower. He's ninth in home runs because, uh, actually, that's not true. He's now tied for sixth with uh, Vogelbach and Jose Abreu after tonight. Uh, Anthony Rizzo, Josh Bell, Freddie Freeman. Edward Encarnacion is listed. He's not a first baseman. He's a DH, let's be honest. And Pete Alonso with 27 is leading him. Uh, saying all of this, I mean, the Indians essentially got Santana for free. Uh, he's cheaper than San, uh, than Edwin. Uh, you look at, yes, Yandy Diaz was lost in that deal, and that stings, but that deal essentially came to be uh, Bowers to Cleveland and money to Cleveland via Seattle for Diaz. And then a separate deal was Santana and the um, competitive balance B-pick along with cash for Edwin Encarnacion. And because uh, was it Philly had uh, a signing bonus when they added Santana a year ago, I mean, he is uh, he's locked up at a, such a reasonable rate that it's, um, it's highway, you know, robbery for the production they are getting at this point. Even something like K percentage, it's kind of um, crazy to see a player, a power hitter who is having a... He's walking more than he's striking out at the major league level. We see that sometimes um, in the uh, the minors, but to see that in the majors 
His strikeout percentage is a uh, fifteen, a uh, little over fifteen percent, puts him twenty fourth uh, worst, I guess we'd say. Um, I'm sure I could reverse uh, and say uh, what he is ranked in the best. One spot uh, better than uh, former teammate Yandy Diaz. Yeah, his uh, fourth best. So he is the he's walking at the second highest rate among first baseman. He is striking out at the fourth lowest rate amongst everyday first basemen. He is one of the top four producing first basemen, and, and first base is traditionally the place you put a hitter who can't field. So he's, you know, when, I, when I'm saying fourth best, consistently this is a guy who is top five in just about every offensive category amongst the elite position in terms of consistent offensive production over the history of the sport. And then the other common line when you look at this is most of the guys he's competing with, uh, you know, Max Munch, Mun- well, can't speak today. Max Munch, Munch, Muncy, there we go. Max Muncy of the Dodgers, uh, you know, Reese Hoskins, Phillies, uh, Anthony Rizzo, Cubs, Josh Bell, Pirates, Pete Alonso, Mets, Freddie Freeman, Braves. When you knock this down to the, the American League, it's Carlos Santana, Trey Mancini with uh, Baltimore, Luke Voigt with the Yankees. And that's really kind of the the top end of this group. Um, I'm I'm a little hesitant to quite put Jose Abreu in there, and I think again Vogelbach uh, and Edwin. I'm I'm looking at as DHs almost 100. percent But uh, you know, it's Santana has just been it, he has been more than uh, anyone here in Cleveland could have hoped for. His home run tonight. Um, Again, the National League has been kind of bonkers for power, and the American League doesn't have quite as high of production, but his home run tonight puts him in a tie for eighth best in the American League. Uh, players ahead of him are Edwin Encarnacion and Gary Sanchez, Mike Trout, Jorge Soler, uh, Alex Bregman, Eddie Rosario, and Max Kepler. He is tied with Matt Chapman, Glyber Torres, Jose Abreu, and, and Dan Vogelbaum. So, or, I keep saying Vogelbaum. It's Vogelbach. Uh, Vogelbaum is, uh, isn't that an actor? No, that's Vogel, I don't know. It's Vogelback, not Vogelbaum. Uh, I'm sure someone has screamed that at their, uh, phone slash car slash whatever, uh, you are using to subscribe, rate, listen, and review. Um, thank you for doing that. But the whole point of this conversation is pretty much to say, for all the Indians' ups and downs this year, their struggles, tonight was an infuriating loss, one that should not have occurred. Uh, the one consistent spot of, of joy, of happiness, of hope has been Carlos Santana this year. And, no, this isn't, you know, Lindor has been fantastic, but he missed time with injury. Brad Hand has been unbelievable, but he's your closer. You're not going to see him every day. Carlos Santana has been out there virtually every single day um i think maybe two games that he has missed this year max the indians he is uh he's played in 78 games so far this year and the indians if you were uh you know don't have it memorized at home if yeah 79 so it's one game he has missed one game so there's one game without him in it but other than that he has been you know, he's the Indians team MVP so far this year, and I don't think there's any debate for that. I don't think there is any any other case for any other player. It's Carlos Santana. He is in the midst of a career year. Um, 
if you think back to the last time a uh, Indians catcher, I mean, he was a catcher at one point, um, was going to play in the All-Star game when Cleveland was hosting the All-Star game. You go back to a uh, magical night for Sandy Alomar and what uh, an Indians team that was underachieving got it together to go on a magical run and to just fall short. You know, I'm not saying that uh, they're going to get a magical run together, but uh, there might be some room for comparison between that uh, that 97 squad and the team right now and both being led by, um, a f- you know, someone who has played the catcher position for the Indians in the past. And, uh, you know, just enjoy it. Let's, uh, let's continue the good vibes. And, uh, you know, the all-star break is quickly approaching. Thank you all for listening as always, uh, rating, reviewing, subscribing, uh, across the site, uh, the numbers have stayed consistent, which is great. Uh, so thank you. And as always go tribe.